What's going on, guys? AJ here, back again with another episode of the E1B2 podcast. Now, today, well, that's not true. Yesterday, I was listening to a podcast called the Employer Branding Podcast. Um, it was a phenomenal podcast. I, I love every single episode. I love the different ranges they, they provide at a very detailed perspective around the, the topic, the discipline, the, the best practices around employer branding. Um, and there was a, a guy they brought on. I can't remember his name right now, but he talked about individual leadership promises and brand promises. And it was something I thought that was really interesting. But, you know, and for a second there, I started to ignore it because I was like, oh, I've heard this. This is kind of like another fancy way of saying like, you know, company values, leadership values, and like, it's all up on the walls. But then he corrected me. He said, hey, AJ, shut the hell up for a second and listen to what I have to say. Um, he started to talk about the best practices and behaviors and policies and infrastructure that is actually involved and connected to those best practices of his promises that um, that 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 his, that his employees and the company overall feels through his leadership, and 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 so I I decided to listen a little bit more because I was like, okay, this guy isn't just talking, you know, from the mountaintops and and giving me this big soliloquy of of why he's such this great leader and his leadership promises and and what he believes in, but he actually gets into the mud and does some of this stuff. He actually gets into the day-to-day tactics of making his best promises or his leadership promises come to life. And so he started to go through a lot of them and it inspired me to come up with a few of my own that uh, I know for a fact I would kind of connect and correlate to what he was doing. So I'm going to give you guys some of my own personal leadership promises that uh, I know for a fact every single co-founder I have right now, every single employee I have right now, every single employee that's ever been led by me, everyone that knows me knows that this is something that I'm very consistent in, that I believe in, and that I'm extremely excited about, and that I know for a fact produces productivity, produces emotional glue, produces you know emotional and psychological safety, produces results, from an employee experience and, you know, objective business result. So let me give you a couple here. The first thing is I will always try. Now, again, that's just a, that's a very nice saying, but what does that really mean? What that means for me is when I'm thinking of Naya or when I'm thinking of Claire or when I'm thinking of Keith or when I'm thinking of Derek or when I'm thinking of um, Isaiah or when I'm thinking of Cornelius, when I'm thinking of, and I'm just literally naming partners and former employees, when I'm thinking of all these people, my promise to them as a leader is I will always try. I will always try to listen. I will always try to check myself at the door with my own emotions and my own behaviors and make sure that I am coming to the table with empathy, with kindness, with love, with with patience, with care. I will always try to be the best person I can be at an objective business level from a leader. And that's one thing that I don't think a lot of people really understand. So let me unpack that a bit. It's your responsibility as a leader not to only be compassionate, be empathetic, be kind, be someone that is going to live into someone's personal context and just be a good human. It's also your job as a leader to be objectively a great businessman or woman. Like it's objectively your job to make great decisions, to to make you know, to execute great strategies. And so that's something I will always try to do and make sure that I bring that to the table. I don't think enough leaders make that commitment not only to their employees, 
but make that commitment to themselves. I think, and this is a weird one too, so follow with me, guys. I think that a lot of leaders are so obsessed with themselves, are so stuck on previous success that they're not cultivating enough self-awareness to actually check themselves and say, am I genuinely right now in this moment a great practitioner, a great talent, a great leader, a great executor? Is that the key right now? Is that the reality right now? And I don't think enough leaders are actually asking themselves that question. So that's something I will always try to do. Another thing I will always try to do is I will always try to live into someone's personal context and respect real life. All in capital letters, guys. R-E-A-L. And I hope I spelled it correctly. (laughs) Uh, Real life. I will always try to respect and observe and appreciate and react positively to someone's real life. It's something that a lot of leaders fail at day in and day out. There are no policies around it. So let me give you some practical examples. I will never discipline. I will never punish. I will never fire. I will never take away pay. I will never restructure a deliverable. If an employee or a partner commits to something and then 36 hours, 24 hours, seven hours prior to that deliverable supposed to being turned in with that deliverable, you know, being executed against 36 hours, two hours, 30 minutes. They tell me, Hey, I've completely changed my mind on this business model. Hey, I've completely changed my mind in life. I want to go move to Idaho and raise cattle. I have decided that I have no freaking idea of how I'm going to edit this video. I need help. I am never going to judge anyone for their actual reality or the best one, the real one. Hey, like randomly, you know, family is sick. I don't feel well. Like, like real life things. I've seen so many leaders in my life scrutinize, discipline, get upset with people that are dealing with real life shit. And then they, I guess what I'm trying to say is they, they react negatively to that. Again, they scrutinize, they discipline, they, they, they don't understand as if their family, their themselves even are not dealing with it. And you know, the one that really gets me is the, the good old kind of golden rule. I will never ask of someone that I wouldn't ask of myself. Well, let me give you a fucking wake up call. And I don't mean to go crazy with the F word there, guys. Sorry about that. But let me give you a wake up call, guys. Everyone's different. Everyone has their own context. Everyone has different real life circumstances. My girlfriend is extremely sensitive. My girlfriend deals with anxiety sometimes. My my girlfriend deals with, you know, a lot of different complexities. And I do too. And my mother does too. And my sister does too. And my co-founder AJ does too. And his girlfriend does too. Everyone that I know, they do too, right? And so everyone has different contexts. So just because I would be able to get through something that is a real life circumstance doesn't mean I expect my girlfriend to do the same. And that's something that took a long time for me to understand as a human and that to understand as a leader. So again, that is the first thing is that I will always try to do all of those things that I talked about. And at a very business level, all of those things are connected to building emotional glue, building safety, building productivity, building 
honesty, building love. Because when I do all of those things and I try to do all of those, you know, executions, that is connected to potentially making more money. That is connected to getting more things done. That is connected to me extracting more context and more information from my employees and my partners because I now have created that emotional glue. I've created that emotional safety for them to dive deeper into information that I now know so that I can make confident you know, executions. I can come up with confident strategic decisions that are gonna help not only me, but help the brand as a macro. So this is not just a, a love, you know, you know, soft skill ceremony here. This is definitely an objective, you know, business thing that I know a lot of people can get behind. Let me take a sip of my coffee here for a second, guys. Hold on. Ooh, that was good. All right. Second thing, guys. Second one. Um, I love that you're different. I love that you are different. One thing that I know for a fact, Nye, you can back me up here. Uh, who else can back me up here? Cornelius, you can back me up here. Um, uh, who else? Bend, I know you can back me up here. I love people that are different. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I can't tell you why I love it. I can't. I just love it. I've always loved to date women that were just different, out of the box. I love finding, I, you know what I used to love growing up in school? Not, you know, show me the kid or, you know, show me the kid that is a little bit out of the box, doesn't really say too much, has like a, a, an obscure niche kind of interest in life, whether that's like Yu-Gi-Oh cards or whether that's like, like they play like the guitar, no one knows about it. And they're like amazing. Like I've always loved people that are just like a bit odd to like the macro human being. But like for me, I'm like, I love that. I want to know how you're different. And then how does this fit into the business world and the employee world? It fits in because if you can have that as your core promise that you will love what makes someone different, then you can dive into that at a very real objective business level. And so what I mean by that is every single time I bring on an employee or every single time I bring on a partner, I ask a few questions. One of those questions are very much connected to how do you work? What are you expecting? How do you think? What are your overall perspectives? What do you, how do you see this? How can I sit back, shut my freaking mouth for a second and live into how you are viewing and observing this? Live into how you work and respect that. And literally, and again, all those people I named can admit this and, and, and agree with me with this. I don't care what the answer is. I don't give a shit what the answer is. Whatever the answer is of how you're different, I'm going to love and appreciate that. Because once you know that, again, it builds emotional glue. It builds emotional glue. They now know and they now feel safe enough to be like, you know what? He knows how I'm different. He respects how I, I'm different. So when I go to you know, execute a deliverable, I know he's not going to scrutinize me for not getting it done the way he thought he was going to get it done. He respects my differences. I love it. I love it. I love it. Thank you, mama, for giving me that skill because she embraced and appreciated my differences. I was a weird, odd kid as it pertains to the day-to-day -day common practical sense of being like an, you know, an educated young man. Like I suck at reading sometimes. I suck at like putting writing in a very structured format. I deal with ADD. I probably, I think I have dyslexia. Like, I don't know, like, but my mother always loved that I was different. Always appreciated that I was different. Always allowed me to live into that different. Thus, I developed skills 
and capabilities around my differences that allowed me to get shit done just as much as someone else that would get stuff done in the normal sense. So for me, one of my le- my leadership kind of promises is I love that you're different. I will live into that. I will respect that. I will ask you how you're different. I will drive that home. The last thing, guys, I will love and treat you like a dear friend or a family member. This is this is the holy grail here. So I'm going to say it one more time. I will love and treat you like a dear friend and family member. That was a long pause. So let me dive in on that one. When I say I will love and treat you like a dear friend and a family member, what I really mean by that is the way that I will act with you, the the things I will expect from you, the way I will react to real life, the policies I will put in place for my employees, I will I will make sure, I will promise you that I will do the same for those that I love in my life at a personal level. The best one that I can think of right now, guys, if I'm being incredibly practical and incredibly honest, is like the is like the, the call out policy and like the, the 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 salary and compensation model. Let me go to the salary and compensation model for a second. What I would expect, I created this thing called the graduation model for a company I was involved in about seven, eight months ago. It went a little something like this. Hey, friend. Hey, Derek, whatever the name is. You know, we realize looking at our margins, looking at our workflows, looking at the way that we've structured this company, we're not going to pay you. We're not going to be able to pay you more than $14 an hour. That's just not going to happen. There is no potential growth over the next year and a half to pay you more than $14 an hour, no matter how we shape it, slice it, cut it up, whatever the case is, right? So what I would do for a friend, a family member is I would typically advise them on how to get out of that company and go and do something in that same field at a higher scale. I would advise them to go get education. I would advise them to go build up mentorship opportunities. I would advise them to go find some internship opportunities. I would advise them to go think through and strategize the next couple companies that are connected to that space, but are at a higher level financially and impact wise. I would advise them to execute and get shit done at a higher level and come up with a plan to get out of that company within the next 12 to 18 months. That's what I would do if you were my friend. If you are my friend, that's what I would tell you. So you know what I did, guys? I said, let's do that for our employees. Let's do that for every single person in this company. Let's put together a graduation model where we will do everything I just said for the employee so that after 18 months, they can graduate out of our company and go on to do bigger and better things. It was something that I will give credit to Kevin, who is the CEO of the company. He got he got behind. I will give credit to Naya. I will give credit to myself. I will give credit to anyone that got behind this idea because it's so practical and it's a promise that I really felt that was so unique and so pure. I will love and treat you like a dear friend and family member. That is the advice I would give to a family member. That is the tangible in the weed support I would give to a family member. That is what I would do. And so guys, to wrap this all up, I did that. I meant it. I executed against it to a certain degree. And it's something that I believe in. And so at the end of the day, what I need you guys to understand is, and I got, and again, I stole this from a guy. Like, thank you so much. I, I, I got to go find his name and put it in the show notes somewhere. But at the end of the day, making promises and having 
best practices, behaviors, tactics, policies that are connected to those promises. That is the way to go. And then you have to live by those things. Because if you go out on the limb here and you go and tell your employees when they first come onto your company, or if you're listening to this right now and you decide to get excited, get motivated, wake up at 8.30, wake up at seven o'clock, wake up at 6.30, make this nice little deck and with all these different promises and this PowerPoint slide and you get all your employees on a Zoom call and you say, hey guys, here's how we're doing it now. Here are the promises that I have. If you do that, God damn it, you better believe in it. You better execute against it. You better do it. You better have behaviors and policies and workflows and best practices and, and disciplines. Like you better execute against those 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 uh promises. So I advise you not to just write words out. I advise you to think about two to three things, behaviors that you're gonna do that are connected to each one of those promises because they have to actually show up and manifest in the real world. It's a fact, it has to happen. It will again build emotional glue. It will show up in your bottom line. It will show up in the productivity. It will show up in the overall culture. It will show up in the employee experience. It will show up in the employee engagement ratings. It will show up everywhere, but you have to commit to them. So I think I've, uh, I think I've done enough and um, I'm going to enjoy the rest of this coffee. I'm going to get back to work and um, yeah, I think that's it guys. Thanks a lot.